This podcast is being brought to you by ArborJet and Ecologel Solutions, partners in plant health care. Trees, turf, or ornamentals, we have products from your soil to crown. Thank you so much, ArborJet, for sponsoring this episode. Welcome to another episode of Lawn Care Leaders Podcast. Um, got a fun conversation here for you. Um, Emmett Munich from ArborJet, um, he's one of their reps, has been in horticulture, a certified arborist, and just in the lawn care game in some form or fashion um, for a while now. He was super swamped, so I appreciate him taking the time out of his busy schedule to uh, make it work, and uh, I've been slammed as well. So we just hopped on a phone call. We were both kind of driving around, so audio quality is not great. Uh, but just fun to hear this guy's story, and um, specifically for some of you young kids in the lawn care game out there, fun to see how you can, um, from the very beginning, not know what you want to do, but grow and jump into either a corporate job or a sales role or the private sector, kind of as Emmett talked about here. Um, so just listen in for that. There are uh, There's always something you can learn from somebody's story, so... Did a lot of listening on this one and just very appreciative to Emmett and ArborJet for sponsoring this podcast and uh, a lot of fun talking to him. Um, Really good company and what they do serves a really, really big need in our market. And so it's kind of on the shoulders of small companies like us to pick up what they've created and kind of run that over the goal line. Each person has to do their part in uh in saving these trees and also just adding value to our clients so hope you guys enjoy this on the back side of this episode we just do kind of a a documented um where we uh, were in a meeting this morning uh saturday morning meeting that we just documented um midway point for us with the sales game we're almost reaching our 50 percent goal and so we're i mean it's kind of we're we're dragging butt a lot, and we're hitting to that point where things are starting to get a little more difficult. You're a little slower. You're not as happy. Um, so just did a little talk on that, just about patience, um, passion, persistence, and purpose. So you'll hear that on the back end. And um, Appreciate you guys listening. Um, wanted to give a shout-out um, to uh, one of our Instagram followers right now. Ooh, my phone's blowing up. Um been following us for a while and uh we actually just hopped live and um he was on there so where where's he at where's he at where's he at let me find him let me find him um no he didn't hop live he just commented so uh shout out to bluff city landscape um out there in memphis tennessee um hit me up on the last post and had some words of encouragement for me um just around like family and got to keep pushing during this season so i appreciate that hope y'all are doing big things out there love me some tennessee folks i got family out there so listen into this appreciate you guys listening always feel free to comment on our instagram post give us feedback we love you guys thank you for listening share your story and uh, start from the beginning i want to i want to hear both personal and work and then we'll go from there okay well i in the beginning now, <laughs> I grew in the beginning <laughs> i grew up on a farm yeah uh, as 
I'm sure a lot of people in the green industry did. And, you know, I worked on the farm and I really enjoyed, you know, we plant, we plant the crops in the, in the spring or early summer and then just watching everything kind of mature yeah. through the summer months as I was working. And that's kind of what got me interested in, in, the, in growing things. Yeah. And, and I was always fascinated, like with herbicides specifically yeah. like well why can i why can i spray 2,4-D and it kills these weeds but not uh this grass yeah yeah you know, stuff like that was and, and then why does roundup kill everything yeah and so stuff like that kind of started my interest in it you know looking back and you know as i was going to go to college I had no idea what I was going to do. And that's what I was going to that's what I was going to ask. At a young age when all of that was kind of fostering in you and you kind of developed a passion for it, did did you know you were going to go go that route into the green industry no, or did I, you I didn't. I didn't. You know, I grew up on a farm. I didn't know what I was going to do. Yeah. And I was involved in 4H and FFA yeah. uh, through through high school. Yeah. And you know, those are great programs that I hope that young people are still encouraged to to go through there because agriculture is super valuable yeah but anyways when i was going to college i actually started off i went to school at texas tech okay and i started off i was i majored in uh, pharmacy huh. it's basically like my mom was like oh well, hey Emmett, you know a pharmacist that's a really good job maybe you should look at doing that and i'm like sure mom whatever <laughs> and so i started off doing pharmacy and I did terrible at school. Like, yeah. I was always, uh, you know, I was in National Honor Society making A's for the most part throughout my high school career. And then I get to college and I'm doing this pharmacy stuff and I'm just doing bad making C's and D's. And <laughs> so, you know, I kind of, I thought about it and I was like, you know, I thought about the extension agent that I, that I worked with throughout uh, 4-H and I was like, that would be a cool job to be an extension agent. Yeah. And so that's kind of, so I switched my major to agronomy, hmm. and, and that was my mindset, was, well, I'm going to do agronomy and uh, become an extension agent. Yeah, yeah. Well, so I, so I started down that path, and as soon as I switched to agronomy, my grades immediately improved, back yeah. to making A's and B's, because yeah. there's stuff that I actually enjoyed learning about, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, then I found out that to be, be an extension agent, that you had to get a master's degree. And I'm like, well, I'll never do that. You know? <laughs> I'm going to get my bachelor's. I'm done with this mm -hmm. stuff. Mm -hmm. But I also found out that uh, you know, the private industry pays a lot better. Yeah. And so, anyway, so I'm, I'm at Texas Tech. I get my bachelor's degree in agronomy. Uh, one of my professors actually pulls me aside and asks me to do a uh, assistantship under him. Yeah. Which is essentially they pay for, for me to get my master's degree and I work for the university doing research and things like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, research assistant. And so I was like, you know, at the time I had a serious girlfriend, my now wife, and I was like, well, she was uh, two years behind me in school. So I was like, well, that'll actually work out. We'll graduate at the same time. And so I ended up doing that. Uh, did a did my research project on cotton production, uh, specifically with growth regulators. Okay. Again, like I said, always fascinated with uh, 
chemistries and and how things work and, and growth regulators are are pretty fascinating in yeah. their own right. So hold on, wait. Let me let me pause you real quick before we skip over this. Let me go. Let me go. Let me backtrack a little bit. So you're at Texas Tech. You've got to tell me, are you are you still in mourning after that after that loss? You the, know, the, did we, you... gave it, we gave him we gave him hell, man. Oh. We weren't even supposed to be there. It was it was dude. tough, dude. That was a great it was a great game. That was uh, that was, was brutal because I thought it. I thought you all had it. Um, me too. At the end. I thought he had it, but... I was pulling for Big 12 all the way, man. I wanted it for y'all so bad. Yeah, uh, Virginia just had too many shooters. Yeah. They couldn't, and they weren't missing either. No, so. no. That, it was a good game, though. That was a good game. That was a good game. Okay, so, anyway, sorry about that. I just wanted to... I didn't know you went to Tech. I had to, I had to ask you about that. Um, so, okay, so you're, you're kind of wrapping up your research project, and then you get out of there, and, and you head into what? So, that's the thing, is I'm... You know, I'm graduating. My by that time, she was my fiance, and she wants to move to Dallas. That's where her family's at. Yeah. And I'm like, well, you know, I didn't have anything lined up yet, so I'm like, all right, well, I'll try to find something in Dallas. And yeah. I'm like, well, they're not exactly growing cotton in the Dallas metroplex, so I got to find something else to do. Mm-hmm. And so I found a job listing for a plant healthcare technician for a, a tree care company. Yeah. And I start looking into that, and I'm, I'm reading about it, and I'm, like, looking into the tree care industry, and I'm like, you know, this sounds pretty cool. I didn't know I didn't know anything about trees. Yeah, you yeah. Know, all my coursework was soils, uh, chemistries, uh, crop physiology, water uh, conductivity, things yeah. like that. And so I get out, and I, you know, I go into the company's advanced tree and shrub care, they're in the Dallas area. Yeah. And so I, I get hired on as a plant healthcare technician, dragging hose, uh, feeding and spraying trees. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I didn't know anything about it. And I was constantly, uh, the, the owner of the company is a board certified master arborist and a registered consulting arborist. He's been doing it for 30 years yeah yeah and so i remember i was constantly calling him like rick i'm looking at such and such what do you think's going on here yeah i was just full of questions yeah yeah i would always be dragging in you know some some of the other technicians they'd see something they'd like pick a leaf off of a tree and and hey rick what what is this you know i i come in and i have like a whole branch of the tree like Really, I cut this branch off because I saw this stuff, but, you know, and I'm full of questions. And he, you know, kind of, I've always been able to retain information very well. Like, if it's something I'm interested in, yeah, I'll, re- I'll retain it. And so he was, all, he wouldn't tell me the answers right away. He'd make me go, you know, go, go look yeah. in the books or look on Google, see what you yeah, can come up yeah. with, and we'll talk about it. Yeah. So that's kind of how I started learning about trees. And like I said, as I retained that information, like I would see something once or twice and I got it. Yeah, yeah. You just pick it up. I just, I really love, what I figured out is I really love working with trees. And so about the way it worked through the International Society of Arboriculture is you have to have a year's experience and then like a degree in a related field. Okay. And so a year into this, this position, I got my certified arborist, uh, 
credential. And so if you don't mind going back, so when you were working under Rick, um, I'm, I'm sure a lot of our listeners are either thinking about getting into tree and shrub care or they're kind of like our size. Um, we actually are just now starting to get, you know, an actual guy certified for that position. So um, what what did that look like, practically speaking? I mean, your your job, did they, did they have a route for you? What um, were you required to get x amount of sales or what what was your goal in that position and how how long were you in that role as well and just kind of paint a little picture for okay. a lot of our a lot of our listeners are you know one or two guys or maybe it's a guy that's been doing you know mowing for 20 years and is just now you know getting used to lawn applications and thinking about tree and shrub so if you don't mind expounding on that a little bit i think that'd be awesome yeah so this company i think he started it uh like in the late 90s so i started working over there in 2010 and so we had a really good customer base yeah and the plant healthcare program is like the bread and butter yeah okay you know so it's a tree care company and the the tree pruning and removal crews you know that's that's necessary business but the margins are much lower yeah. compared to plant healthcare. So that's what, when I say bread and butter, that's what I'm talking about. The margins are really good. Yeah. And me running one spray truck, you know, if I had a full workload, I could bring in as much, if not more, than a crew of three guys. Yeah. Yeah. The margins. And I don't think, I think uh, a lot of mowing guys or even guys that do, you know, chem apps they don't realize how good the margins are or maybe they do and it's just kind of the fear of the unknown they don't they don't know what they don't know and so they just they kind of carry on business as usual the other the other thing i've noticed is you know the recurring revenue on is huge you know you you've got tree trimming stump grinding tree removal all that's nice provides some big chunks of cash flow here and there but the recurring revenue you just can't beat yeah so that's that's what i was getting to so the way he did it we would fertilize trees uh, once per year. He had an annual treatment program. Uh, if, you know, hindsight, if, like if I were going to spin off and do my own thing, um, I would want to do two, like a spring and a fall application. Yeah. Um, and I've also kind of changed my, my viewpoint on, on fertilizing in general. I, I think, and this may be getting off on a tangent, but rather than pumping trees full of in P and K, you know, I'm, I'm more in line, especially with what I've seen in the urban environment of enhancing the soil using things like molasses or humic acid to help get some organic material, yeah, yeah, organic substances back into the ground and get that, get the soil healthy and alive again. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I was, I was at my parents the other, you know, last weekend, my dad's got two, 30 inch red oaks in the front yard they've never had an ounce of fertilizer on them yeah yeah and they're huge and so trees in my opinion they don't if the soil's healthy they really don't need a bunch of uh fertilizer pumped on them yeah so yeah you know do it if i did my own program that's that's where i'd be at like two applications a year of some type of a carbon-based product to, to put in the ground and improve the soil yeah yeah um and then what i did like what I do really like about the way he runs his plant healthcare is he part of that annual treatment program is uh, the the customer would get two free checkups. Okay. So, okay. like 
we would fertilize starting, you know, I'm in Texas, mind you, so uh, not nearly as, the winters aren't nearly as harsh as, as what you get uh, up in the Kansas City area. Yeah, yeah. So we would start our deep root feeding program in December and essentially run it through March. That's okay. where we got all of those annual contracts done in that four-month period. Okay, okay. And then in, starting in April is kind of where the test management stuff came in. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so business for plant healthcare kind of it became more day-to-day. Yeah. You know, I didn't yeah. have a, a, a huge backlog of, of things to do. Yeah. There were some things that we'd pre-sell, like uh, bagworms, for instance. They they hatch out at the end of May, like clockwork. Yeah, yeah. And so I knew the customers that had bat issues with bagworms, and we would have those those sprays pre-sold. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but other than that, the salesmen would be out, you know, say they were out to on a pruning estimate, and they would find uh, somebody had scale insects on a tree or aphids or whatever it may be yeah then they would they would upsell that customer hey we're out here here's your pruning estimate but i also noticed x y and z yeah uh would you like to sign up for these plant health care services yeah yeah, yeah and just yeah and make and then, make sure those guys are trained on on cross-selling all of that that's that that's huge did you have a did you have a dollar amount per day that you were kind of as a target goal that you were trying to bill out on the you know, that four-month window where I was uh, feeding trees every single day? Absolutely, yeah. I did. Yeah. Uh, you know, one truck had a – so it was me and one other technician, and one truck had a 600-gallon tank. The other tank truck had a 500. Okay. And we would try to make um, like 2000 to $3,000, like three get 3000 out of that uh, – 600 gallon tank and okay okay oh you broke up on me a little bit you you broke up on me there towards the end you said what now so like that 500 gallon tank i'd want to get 2500 dollars of work of deep feeds done out of that 500 gallons okay yeah so you just kind of back 600 gallon tank i'd want to get three thousand dollars done out of that tank okay so you just kind of backed into your margins from from how many gallons per tank rather than per day okay that makes that makes sense okay awesome and so that's so out of that job i mean it sounds like that was really um stemmed all of your i mean your future career growth from there correct you you kind of decided you wanted to be in the private sector you you hit up you hit up rick kind of your ace in the hole for as much knowledge as you could correct yeah so let me back up. So, like I said, he offers with that program. He's offering checkups, and I think that's important. It's sort of an IPM strategy, um, but it's also an opportunity to get you on the property more often. Yeah. yeah. And so the checkups were free. It was essentially built into the cost of that feed. Yeah. Uh, and so during the growing season, when we were day to day, you know, we're doing some pest management stuff. Mm-hmm. Some days I would not have. I would have zero revenue dollars i yeah. would go out doing those checkups and yeah. i would get onto 15 properties in a day yeah yeah um, and like i would just pick an area and go and just hit all my customers yep and i would upsell those customers the way i was uh compensated is i was salaried and then i had a commission yeah so anything that i sold i would get a commission on and 
so on those checkups, I was out there looking for opportunities yeah. to, to upsell these people, be it with pruning work or other uh, best management services. Yeah, yeah. And so that, that worked out really well. And by the time I was, you know, I was with that company for four years. And by the, by the time I was uh, like my third or fourth year there, I was actually, the salesmen were getting quite irritated with me because <laughs> I was selling so much work that they, they felt like I was uh, taking it out of their pockets. Yeah, yeah. They, they felt like they like they would see, I don't know if they were just uh, monitoring what I was doing or what, but yeah, yeah. they would see these sales that I were making and, and they felt <laughs> like I was taking commission out of their pockets. Yeah. So they, didn't, they didn't like it, but the owner was just like, you're doing great, man, you're doing great. <laughs> Hey guys, I'm going to jump in here real quick. I have no clue where I just cut the podcast off at, and that is the point. I want you right now, whatever you're doing at this exact moment, I want you to head over, shoot me a DM on Instagram, at Lawn Care Leaders Podcast, or you can hit me up on Twitter, at BDowd32. Tell me exactly what you're doing in this moment. (laughs) Oh yeah. And it's and for the client, I mean, it's truly it's it's adding value, making sure you're taking care of them. And for us, this was our first year really jumping into full time tree and shrub, trying to have a guy for that route. And that's not exactly what we did, but in the beginning, we kind of had a rough winter out here, so we just have been trying to follow up with all of our existing clients, and we just called it, you know, a free tree and shrub analysis. Walk the property, take some pictures, do an analysis, but we would also leave a quote for our, our plant healthcare program, like, like you guys call it. And, it. and it's worked out great. And even if, even if they don't sign up, it adds value to the client. And it's just kind of another touch point that separates us from other companies in regards to customer service. So that's, no, that's huge. And, and I, really, I think that's great because the more you're on that property, the people appreciate it. It keeps you in front of them. Yeah. They're not, yeah. they're not going to forget who, uh, cut their trees or, or fertilize their trees last because yeah. you were just out there. Yeah. And then on the second on the second checkup, it was where I would leave the renewal notice for that uh, that annual treatment service. Okay. Okay. And so if, if I did my own company, like I said, if I was doing feedings twice a year, yeah. I would you know, I'd have a, a feeding in the spring, I'd do a checkup in the during the summer months, remind them about the fall feeding that's coming up. And also look for other, you know, other things to do on the property. Yeah, yeah. And, that's awesome. You know, you can be out there scouting for pruning, and that, that helps the pruning side of your business by getting, by making those people aware, hey, I was out here and I noticed that uh, you've got some limbs that are getting close to your roof. We really ought to get out here and, and prune those up for you. Yeah, yeah. And the branches that need to be pruned out. Yeah, Just yeah. simple stuff like that. Yeah, no, that's awesome. That's awesome. That's cool. Okay, so you were there. You were there three or four years, and I think the other thing. I mean, speaking to our listeners now, but like young guys, um, that they can take away is, I mean, not just going into a job doing the bare minimum. I mean, it sounds like you really absorbed everything. I mean, it, it is it is different when you're passionate about the industry and you enjoy it. But no matter what, just whatever your job you're in, you don't know where that's going to take you. You don't, you don't know what you're going to learn or who you're going to network with. And it sounds like you really absorbed and like soaked up every piece of information that you could. And, uh, I would appreciate if you could kind of speak to that for young guys in the industry. Yeah. You've got, uh, 
like I said, I was always bugging my my boss, trying to learn as much as I could, because this was, and then when I first started, it was foreign to me. Yeah. You know, and then it was like all of a sudden he just clicked. Like, yeah. oh, it's all plants. I, I got this. It's all plants and soils. I know this stuff. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, you know, actually, at the end of 2017, I, I became a board-certified master arborist. Oh, wow. And so, like, like you said, if you're passionate about something and hungry for that knowledge, you know, find the people that are that are going to help you and, and help foster that. Yeah. Um, and if where you're at's not not doing that, you know, network and, and try yeah. to find somewhere that that can help foster that that growth. Yeah. And, and, so that, and that's kind of with with where I'm at now with Arjet. Um, actually, I was looking at Arborjet to add to our plant healthcare program. So I started as a technician and then I, I was the plant healthcare manager. And yeah. so I had uh, had two technicians managed as well as doing these myself in sales and I was, all, I was also uh, ground stumps, uh, was substitute crew leader if somebody didn't show up. Uh, talked about doing sales, uh, repaired irrigation. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I kind of, so I kind of did it all. And yeah. That's really important too. You know, I, I grumbled and moaned about dragging. Uh, and I'm here, I'm like, I got a master's degree, and I'm out here dragging brush, right? Yeah, but, yeah. You know, getting that experience and doing some climbing, it really helps you not only to appreciate that work that's being done. But you still you're learning more about tree and, and the tree care industry, and so that all that stuff is necessary. Uh, yeah. becoming a, a well-rounded arborist. Yeah, yeah. So, so what was, what what I can a guy at, go go ahead? I was looking to add Arborjet to that company service offering, and that's when I found that they were looking for a a rep based in Texas. Yeah, yeah. And so I I stumbled across that accidentally, and. You know, I started looking into it, and I was just like, "Wow, this looks, this looks great. This is right up my alley." Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, I've been with Arborjet for for five years now, and it's been great. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, um, I'll circle back to a couple more questions, but I mean, speak to what what does Arborjet do specifically, and then what does your role with them look like? So, what Arborjet is is most well known for is our tree injection products. Yeah, uh, and technology for injecting trees. Injecting trees. We manufacture the equipment and the products used, and so we've got a line of insect and disease control products that are applied. Most of them are applied through tree injection, and you know, it's there's a few reasons why tree injection has become more of an accepted practice in the industry. Uh, the product that we're best known for is called triage yeah and that's for emerald ash borer treatments you know one injection of triage will last for two years and provide nearly a hundred percent control of emerald ash borer yeah and so that's really what got that's really what propelled arborjet to the level we're at now but also as as we move forward as a society spraying of trees is becoming less and less accepted yeah like every you know you see more and more about reduced risk pesticides and reduced risk applications and so doing a tree injection is like the most environmentally conscious way 
you can apply a pesticide. Yeah. Because yeah. it's all sealed in the tree and there's no exposure to the outside environment. You're not you're not uh, spraying where you have drift concerns. You're not doing a soil drench where you have, you know, maybe some water quality concerns. You know, you dump the pesticide on the ground, but where is it going after that? Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, where does, does it get into the watershed? And so uh, we're seeing more and more of that happening. Yeah. Where outside of just these major invasive insects like emerald ash borer or Asian longhorn beetle, or out on the west coast, there's an invasive shot hole borer. Yeah, yeah. You know, where, where, where triage is a, an excellent solution, we're seeing more and more adoption just for other pests, you yeah. know, like this scales and lace bugs and aphids and uh, just you name it. And people are, are leaning more towards injection just because it's a more environmentally and uh, it's a safer way for the applicator to apply. Yeah. You know, I used to spray trees and you get, I'd be out there spraying these big pecan trees for webworms. The wind would change direction and there's pesticide blowing all over me. And yeah. Yeah. People are just becoming more aware and there's like this, there's a better way to do it. And so we're seeing more of that happening. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. And we, I mean, we're seeing that more on, on the turf side too. And I can definitely see how that would be an issue with trees and shrubs and, and moving forward too, for your client, if, if it's more effective, that's, I mean, that's the, that's the route you want to go. And then from a business standpoint, it always, the more technical you get, the further you distance yourself away from what the homeowner can do, there's always better margins. So, um, especially whenever you get into injections, the margins are better. Homeowners, they, they, one, they don't have the knowledge, nor do they even have access to the equipment. So, you can right. you, you there's two benefits for for small businesses to get into it we we've done it now for three years the the emerald ash bore injections we actually started with the uh the hand pump one i can't remember what you guys called it but we just updated to the quick the the air jet nice yeah and that thing is i can't even believe i was using the other one it is it yeah. is it's so quick it's it's awesome it's awesome but yeah, uh, back, back to the homeowners. Yeah. If, they, if the homeowner watches you inject a tree, they're yeah. completely blown away. They think it's like the coolest. Yeah. And it is. I still think it's cool. Yeah. I, yeah. That's why I love what I do because yeah. I, like today, I see how many. So I did. Uh, I trained two people today. Yeah. And I just enjoy doing this. I enjoy teaching people how to perform this yep. this uh, service. And I think it's cool. I have fun every time I'm injecting a tree. Yeah. No, that's awesome. Uh, that's awesome. It so is early. It is really cool. I remember the first time I saw it, I was like, man, look at that guy. Like, he, he just looks like a tree ninja out there. He's got his little pack, little backpack, just injecting stuff, drilling holes in the tree. And it is. It's like the homeowner just sits there jaw-dropped, like, what is he doing? Yeah, they didn't even know you could do that. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's not, a, not rocket science. The trees are transporting water up through their vascular system and all we're doing is tapping into that water flow and introducing our product so that it can get your ride up yep. towards the canopy yep yep so but you asked earlier you know what what do i do uh for arborjet and so uh, to touch on that so i'm based in dallas but i cover the kind of the south central united states yeah i have six states in my territory it's uh, texas new mexico oklahoma Arkansas, Kansas, and Missouri. Yeah. And so my job, you know, when I boil it all down, 
is to help my customers be successful. Yeah. And so that that can be through any number of, of ways. Uh, you know, I provide hands-on training just like I was doing today. Uh, I'll put on workshops, like you said. You well, you went to. Uh, you went to a training of mine when I was training the city, right? You, sh- you showed up over there. Yeah, yeah, yes, sir. Um, but I'll do. I'll put on workshops where I'll I'll get up there and do presentations and talk about uh, different local insects and diseases and, and management strategies for that. Or I can even I'll even go to somebody's shop and do that in house. Yeah, yeah. Give an in house presentation for their for their sales team to get them comfortable. And, and familiar with some of the things that are going on when they're when they start selling these tree services. Yeah, yeah. No, that's awesome. That's awesome. Um, okay, so then let's let's circle back one more time. I apologize, but I want to touch on this. So, say there's a, a small company out there that one they want to get started on Arbor Jet, maybe start injecting trees, or maybe even before that they just want to start a tree and shrub program. What what would be your best advice for them? And where I mean, literally, phase one, day one. What 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 should they do? You got to start looking for the opportunities, and you have to start looking up for them on every single property that you walk on. Yeah. So if you're a lawn if you're a lawn care company, start looking up at the trees and, and not just so focused on the turf. Yeah. You can find the opportunities out there. Yeah. Are there's bugs and disease on every property, and the people that I work with that are the most successful selling these treatments and, and doing this service are the guys that are that are hungry like I was whenever I was making that commission. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, some days if I had a, a full workload of, of sprays and fertilizers to do, I may get caught up and just be like, I'm just going to get my job done and go home. Yeah, yeah. Other days I'd be like, you know what? I want to get some commission in my check. I'm going to go out there and sell this stuff. Yes. And I would look for opportunities and I'd find it. And all, all those days when I had that mentality, I was selling the work. Yeah, yeah. And so you've got, you've got to be conscious about it. You yeah. know, I run into, I talk to a lot of people and, and meet with a lot of people. And some guys will tell me, well, we're not quite there yet. Let me sell a few jobs and then I'll buy the equipment to, to do the service. never buy equipment yeah yeah because they forget about it they get too caught up in what they've always done yeah even though they want to grow their business yeah and the fastest way to do that is to sell more things to the same people Mm -hmm. they just don't do it yeah yeah or if i do a demonstration and and there's a guy like who was like me who's hungry the light bulb will turn the light bulb will turn on above his head i've seen it happen and he's like yeah I want that, and he'll buy it, and he'll start going and selling it to all of his customers. Yeah, yeah, and and and, and buying a, buying the equipment almost forces your hand too. Whenever, whenever, exactly. whenever a small business owner forks over the money for a new mower, sprayer, tree and shrub injection kit, anything, that that forces your hand. You're like, man, I gotta get a I gotta get a return on investment here quick. So I I completely yes. agree. Go ahead. I, I didn't mean to cut you off. I'm sorry. I forgot. I, forgot. I lost my train of thought. <laughs> no, um, I, I I agree with that. Um, the the other thing I would like you to touch on. I mean, so so you're saying just kind of get the equipment. You need to one 
fork over the money, realize the importance of it. I mean, you just have to. And then that's going to force your hand and you're going to start, you know, teaching if you've got one or two guys or even if it's just yourself. You need to be cognizant of where you're at on the property. Get your head up and start. Really, if you put your client first, you're going to be looking to add value at every turn anyway. So focusing on that. You know, if you don't know a lot about trees, just focus on a couple of things that you do know. Yeah. So in the Kansas City area, uh, emerald ash borer. Yeah. If you can if you can identify an ash tree, that's all you need to do. Yeah. Yeah. And you can go sell every property that you manage the lawn on that has an ash tree, which is a lot of them in Kansas City. Yeah. Uh, you can sell them a treatment. It doesn't get much easier than that. The other thing, uh, like iron chlorosis on pin oaks and maples. Yeah. They stick out like a sore thumb. They're bright yellow. Mm-hmm. That's an easy opportunity. Those are two very easy opportunities that you can cut your teeth on. Yeah. And it doesn't require hardly any diagnostic effort. Yeah, yeah. You know, where diagnosis gets tricky is when there's an abiotic problem with the tree. You know, an environmental stress or something below ground that you can't see. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, when it comes to, to insects, it's, it's really easy. You look at the tree. You look at the damage. Okay, is there honeydew? If so, that's probably a piercing sucking insect. Or can I see if the, there's a physical bite out of the leaf? Well, then that's a chewing insect. It was like a process of elimination. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't see any insects here. Maybe it's fungal. And so you just kind of process of elimination. But all that will come with time as you start looking for those opportunities and you come become more aware about what you're looking at. Yeah, yeah. But if you just focus on a couple of things you do know, like, okay, I can identify scale, aphids, emerald ash borer, and chlorosis. You start on that and you have a basis of a decent uh, start on a pest management program. Yeah, yeah. And you can baby baby step your way into it. Learn right. learn as you go. Get over get over the fear of the unknown and um, yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, I want to, I want to respect your time, Emmett, and I, I do appreciate it. I know it sounds like we're both on the road, so hopefully the audio comes through okay and you're, you're out there hustling. So, I mean, what, what is one thing either that you've learned or that you want to leave with our audience? Um, it could be from Arbor Jet's perspective or if somebody's just getting into the game and, uh, you want to give them a piece of advice, but we'll, we'll let you kind of have the last word here and what, what would you say to them? Wow, that's a, that's deep. That's deep. Uh, there's one thing I could leave with them. Yep. What what one thing? I mean, somebody, and you can, I, I mean, the question is very broad and vague, but narrow it down to specifically somebody that's just getting into the tree game. What one thing would you leave them? I think I already touched on it, that always, always be looking for the opportunities. Yeah. yeah. N- never walk off of a property without making that recommendation. You know, yeah. if you're starting a, a deep root fertilizing uh, program, every property that you go on, you have to talk about it. Yeah. You can't you can't just be complacent and say, well, I sold them a pruning job or I sold them my, uh, my yard program. You know, you always have to say, hey, I looked at your yard. We need to do this and that to get rid of the weeds. And uh, uh, what do you get on the fescue up there, brown patch? Yeah, yeah, brown patch, yes, sir. You know, we, we do this and that, you know, but I also noticed your trees could use some help. Yeah. Let's talk about this, too, and always recommend it. Yeah. It kind of my, 
you know, sales mentality is the worst thing that somebody can tell you is no. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And if that's the case, you're going to get the, the same amount of dollars as you would if you didn't offer it. Yeah, yeah. And what I have found with homeowners is if they are on your tree care program, they're probably going to be on every program that you offer. Yeah, yeah. You know, generally that clientele that is paying to keep their trees healthy they're going to want everything to look good. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And if they're, if they're forking money over for the lawn, they care about it. Trees, shrubs, landscaping is a lot more expensive and they're going to care about that that much more. So having that mentality going into it saying like, Hey man, your, your place is beautiful. It's gorgeous. Let's keep it that way. And, uh, cause it's some, some of the stuff you just, you simply can't replace it. So hard to, hard to put it, put a price tag on that. Um, so yeah, that's awesome. Well, Emmett, I, I appreciate your time and, uh, we really, uh, we're excited to be working with Arbor Jet. We're glad you guys are sponsoring the podcast and, uh, we, uh, we do love the equipment and the triage. It's helped us tremendously in our business. So we, we appreciate your time and definitely appreciate what you're doing out there. That's great. And if you ever have some more topics you want to discuss, I'd be happy to, to join again. Cool, man. Well, let's make it happen. And, uh, Let's wait till this crazy spring rush is over if we do it again. <laughs> yeah, that's been crazy. All right. Thank you, sir. Well, you take it easy. We'll see you soon. All right. Bye. Bye. Hey, guys. Wanted to jump in here real quick and thank Jobber for their sponsorship. They are a software program that caters to guys and girls just like you in the lawn care industry. We've used them since 2012 for all of our invoices, quotes, reporting, time tracking, mapping. Um, Their mapping feature is one of the best, as well as the fact that you can customize templates for emails, invoices, quotes. You can get paid directly through the Jobber software program. So thanks to them for their sponsorship. Um, Hope you guys go and check them out. Go to get jobber.com backslash brit dash dowd that's b-r-i-t-t dash d-o-w-d and that's getjobber.com so thanks for their sponsorship thanks for listening we'll get back to the show hey what are you gonna do well, hit me with like hit me with a wager we market that we're not a wager like first week Barter. No barter. Barter with me. I want to hit our goals. And I want I want hair. Like, 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 I will get you Bosley. We can get you Bosley. What about for hims? Have you seen that? For hims? Yep. I know. I want to know. Snoop Double G commercials? They have a bunch of them. What's the supper gonna be for Top Golf? That's yeah. what I'm <laughs> He's worried about. I, I think, you'll say. It, you'll say. It. These guys haven't said anything. They, I think, they're going to uh, Puerto de Sul, and then I'll get you some fast food when we're on the way over there. They all going to Puerto de Sul. They're going to Puerto de Sul. We'll meet them on the way and grab Freddy's and pick them up when they're done. <laughs> you'll see, like, hey, did somebody sign up? So-and-so and so would be like, hey, what kind of food are we getting at Top Golf? <laughs> I know. I was like, I was like, I'm confused, I know. dude. There's like 12 different conversations going on. I don't know. Nick's wanting his hat. All Nick wants is a hat. Yeah. And you just want me to feed you for the rest of your life. Yeah. That's <laughs> all right. We started. Hey, we're we're, 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 all right. What are we doing? We're starving back at home. Competition. Come on. How about we do, how about we do who outdoes, who out who, if I outplay you at Top Golf, I get a hat. 
No, I don't like that. Because <laughs> you know I'm going to call them. No, I don't like that. Um, press competition. Mid press competition. I'm you, actually, I'm a state champion. I got a ring in golf. Yeah? I barely made the team. I'm pretty damn good at that. Oh, hey, yeah, Brett, watched. Brett was the caddy. Yeah, he no, was, I was, no, I was actually, I was seventh and eighth man, but I beat out the eighth guy. Okay. He, he was then a, our sixth man that was actually his score counted, he got in trouble for drinking mm. underage. So I slipped up into that sixth where, spot. Where is Cod Peck at? What number? Uh, he was our number four <clears throat> golfer. Oh, okay. But, so you know, uh, Jim, we just, uh, so Ray Hawk, uh-huh. <coughs> Jordan works with him. It's his brother-in-law, Mackenzie. Actually, it's Mackenzie Smith's brother. He was number one golfer in the state, and he was on our team. That's why we won. He won it for us as a team, and he won outright. And the dude was, dude was amazing. All right, we got to do something with sales as a company. No, no, because I want to get it for everybody. So, like, if we hit our goal, or what do you think? Seventy percent. I want everybody. If get a hat. Well, I like that. Seventy percent get a hat. What? Seventy percent? That's it's like in, it's in, in the third in the third quarter of the game. I'm gonna reward you guys for. <laughs> Listen, fellas, we're up. There's twenty minutes left. <laughs> Here's a hat. So you can Here's. <laughs> y'all can you go? Y'all hats can stop for now. Hats for bats. That's for bats. <laughs> All right. Uh, I, I I would say like we make a goal for a one week, like a nice goal for that week, and then if we hit that goal in the week, then we get a hat. But how about this? What the goal is? I'll give you two options. You can get a hat, and I'll order them tonight. If all of you get a door to door sale today, just one. Just one door to door sale. Everybody getting one. We saw how last week went. Last week was good, but there's no sharing. Everybody gets a door to door sale. You get a you get a hat to wear on the weekends. What's the other option? Do it. <laughs> what's option? What's, what's option, option number two? Right? Yeah, what's the other option? Okay, option number two. You do wall sets for forty. What were you minutes. saying? The weekly goal? Yeah. I like uh, that. The company goal, though. I like that. Because that way we push the entire. Here's the deal. You you wanted to do seventy percent if. How many away are we from fifty percent? Uh, 74 people. 74. That's what the rate can do to you. Mm, so we've got a, a full day today. <sighs> 74. Let's say we get 20 today. That's 54. <clears throat> so. All right. All right. Thinking here. If we hit. If we hit the fifty percent goal by Wednesday, I'll get you all a hat. What do Think we you can do, do that? For that to happen? You just said seventy four. <laughs> seventy four by Wednesday. Or y'all could just man up, hike up your squirt skirt, and quit being girls. Squirt. <laughs> just all get one door to door. That's all you got to do. You saw us all tried last week. That's what we're saying. I didn't. Did That's what concerns that me. What guy? Do your presentation? No, I have to call. Okay. Call him. He'll close. Call him today. Yeah. What if I just call some follow-ups and? It has to be today. It's closing today. It has to be today. I'll go knock on their door and follow. Yeah. <coughs> you can do that. Well, let's all go to Monet's neighbors. Yeah. Hey, I'm. <laughs> Monet, he's like. 
Can you please just sign up for today? I'll, I'll buy you a six pack if you'll sign yeah. up. You can cancel on Monday, but I gotta get this hat. <laughs> That's Tiago's trick. His <laughs> trick. All right. Oh, gosh. How we all feeling? Tired. Tired? Mm-hmm. I'm feeling amazing. I'm going to see the Suckmaster tonight. The what? The Suckmaster? Suck. Let's keep this. Hey, I just turned the recording button on, so let's keep this G. PG. It's called Time Suck Podcast. I That's the guy you were telling me about earlier. Did you, did you start over? What? The record. No. no. What do you mean, start over? Can we just say some stupid stuff? I know. Disclaimer. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll disclaimer at the beginning of the. No, if no, I, I end up posting. <laughs> Jamie wants to know how you're going to pay for the royalties. Mm hmm. Well, we're not making any money from it, so. <laughs> I'll listen to that. Some of the hundred. I will the hundred notes. I will take Taco Bell credits. <laughs> that was pretty funny. <laughs> then I had to switch to Dave Ramsey. Oh, funny. yeah, Dave Ramsey. <clears throat> um, we're halfway, man. Am I getting coffee? Yeah. So, <clears throat> here's the deal. I know we're tired. Those donuts are good. Mm-hmm. Coffee Just, donuts. Um, What's the report from the field before I get into... My the report from the field is, um, you know, when I see Nick finish his route at three, it makes me happy. Mm. I thought you were going to shoot a J. No, that's you. And then I look at the sales rep at night. That dude got 220 brochures. There you go. That's, that that's the report happy. from the field. Nice. Everybody, everybody tired? Like I am. How does everybody feel about liquid apps? I love them. Yeah. It's nice, ain't it? I love the, yeah, the, the liquid. I love my 300-gallon tank, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's good. Hey, I kept, <laughs> I kept uh, Perry Meyer on board. That's good. I called him yesterday. The guy Rick, that we were trying Rick, to get a hold of? Rick couldn't just get on the, do the we app get, to save uh, his life. We might get some. Get a zap? I couldn't get him on the phone. You know what I did? I said, Barry Meyer, he's like, man, I'm struggling with money, blah, blah, blah. I said, well, you understand. I'll put you as needed. Call yeah. ahead. Yeah. I'm spraying today because you already have weeds. He said, yeah, I have weeds. So I went there, got his app done. I gave him five brochures. Yeah. I said, you get 25% discount every time you sign somebody up. So he kept <laughs> he, five we've brochures. We've got a door-to-door guy out there now. <laughs> so he kept five brochures. And then every time we're going to do it, we call him, and I said, you can always just skip the app. It's time for you to get a referral. If you don't have mm-hmm. money. So he's like, well, that sounds like a deal. Linda Dude, Israel that's not bad. We need to start doing that for a lot of our good clients. Yeah. Linda Israel is going to start uh, seeing if she can get her neighbors to sign up with the, the lady I went and closed. Not bad, not bad. So hey, let's mean, stop using full names here, guys. We're recording. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to have to go and edit okay. this shiznit for right, hours. Then out. Then out. He's gonna do the same thing. <laughs> for 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 him or for him? No, for me. And, and he's gonna be doing what? Referring some of his neighbors too. Mm, mm, that's not bad. That's not bad. Hey, on these customer service calls, or anytime you interact, we also need to be pushing, like, hey, if you've been happy with our service, if you like us, if you just like looking at my booty, is what Tiago usually goes with. If you wouldn't mind leaving us a review on Facebook. Google, some social platform, and a lot of people have been doing like next door apps or newsletters. So just say, if you would just leave <laughs> us a review, if it's on your company Facebook page, Google review, whatever, all that helps. Or the, or the neighborhood uh, web page. Yeah. What do you think? Or the newsletter. We went out in a newsletter without us even knowing it. What newsletter? Um, 
Which neighborhood was that? That I was telling you about. Mm-hmm. Was that Prairie? Prairie, uh, Prairie Hunt? Oh, mm-hmm. No, it was. Uh, no. Okay. Said no. Remember, it was the one behind. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if he's trying to go to get it. Rotman. No. <laughs> was it a positive? <laughs> it was a positive. Like people were calling from it. Like we were just in their newsletter. Yeah. Well, we had that in days. I told you to find this place. I'm sorry. Oh, How are we gonna go on a date if you don't find a place? I know, man. How are we gonna go on a date if you don't find a place for us to go out? I'm sorry. Alright. I have no idea. He's angry at me. I'm mad at him. I thought I'm going to find us a place today. I don't even remember having that conversation. You guys missed the whiteboard? Remember when you all were in here and you were like, uh, man, I'm ready to get out and do something? <laughs> the only thing I miss is the conversation. Now I kind of feel good to <laughs> stay here and sit down with this band. Just keep Some going, man. the conversations man. we had were amazing. Keep, keep, keep you that whiteboard going till noon. I'm going to telepathically send uh, brochures out. I needed you know, a couple hours of sitting down. <laughs> Jamie, does it count as brochure if it's really windy one day and just throw them all up? <laughs> and they go where they go. I'm running out of room. Yeah, I put them in the back of the truck and just leave them open. I know. Bro, I was, at, I was at this worst air and garden last night. Oh, Lord. What's wrong with this? What, you told me to my city. Okay. The weeds. Uh-huh. Hey, man, there was one guy that had a nice lawn. He was outside. I said, <laughs> the area we were in was bad. I said, dude, what's going on over here? Like, like, wow, well, they just don't give you a... Give a what? Uh, you don't give a funion? Yeah. So I was like, oh, that like... <laughs> and then you, you call me and then you told me, hey, just... The air is not good. We never... I, I don't get a return from there. We had, um... Where was it at? Janet Rhodes in there. Yeah, Janet. And that was it. And Where I've was mar- that? I've marked it in there for seven years. Where's it Jessica at? Street and... You take Main Street, mm-hmm. it splits off, and then you turn right on Jessica. Yeah. There's like we two. were in there together. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. The, where were we where at? I ended on that one day. Yeah, where we, you pulled we, up to me. Yeah, we were in like we got like two or three. Yeah, we, we were in the boat. We were in the boat. Do we have them in there? Mm-hmm. We got a couple. Yeah. Hey, there's no, twenty new homes. Not Shawnee. I'm sorry. Olathe. Yeah, but you can tell the area, like the majority of the area. The people we got like two or three. Like trying to get a boat. Like off Jessica and Jennifer. What streets? You took Jessica. I was. What was the, where were we at yesterday, Nick? Mm-hmm. What? Where were we at yesterday? Green, Green Gables. Gables. Oh, this yeah. is a nice neighborhood as well. Green what? Green, Green Gables. Gables. Right, hey, how, how, how are we going to team up today? One second, one second. Real quick, real quick. Bring it in here for the real thing. All right. <laughs> Sorry, I was just taking a nap. All right, so we talked about this a little bit in the beginning. No. I call these the, I call this the PPPP. Four P's. Theorem, the four P's. All right. That's what that's what, that's what uh, calls the right here. Party. This is this is tough for some people, but in the <laughs> long run, yeah, Tiago's not patient. But no, we're we're being patient with our growth. We're all, we're doing the right steps. That's easy. I feel like each and every one of us have passion, and these two things we're on point with. Passion. We came out of the gate rocking. It's these right here, and a lot of these right on the first two. It's just, it takes time. We're building this. It's easy when you're first starting out. You're excited, so you've got patience, because you what we're doing is building for the long term. You've got passion, because all the daily activities, we've got to bring it every day. We're all doing that, but I think we're at the point right now where it's kind of that midway point. It's the uphill battle. Everybody's kind of feeling the effects of death by a half billion brochures. 
death by monotony, death by spraying, basic tasks, service calls, Tiago's voice in the background, and you just hear it in your sleep, you know, he's like, hey bro, that booty, hey bro, that booty. <laughs> <laughs> I know what I dreamt about last night. <laughs> so, here's where we're at. Persistence. At least I got the good accent. And purpose, you do, man. Got that good, that good booty accent. Okay. That's why you get so many walkouts. Mm-hmm. Everybody makes it to the midway point. Everybody makes it where we're at right now. They're getting sales. We have a good return on investment. Have a pretty decent team. Have some happy clients. We're seeing growth. But not many people make it past where we're at right now. And it's because of the way you feel, and it's because of their mindset, and it's because of what they're focusing on. If we can focus on persistence through these hard times, and focus on our purpose, or our why. A lot of you guys did your personal mission, you know our company mission. Either focus on your why, personally, or the difference that you want for your family. And at the end of the day, if nothing else, we want the best for this group of guys right here. Focusing on that purpose is going to help you push through these hard times. Um, for me, I like I really miss my kids. This morning I was excited. I was like, okay, I have a late start. I'm going to get to see my daughters. Maybe get to say hi to Brooke. And they slept in. So I'm like, dude, should I wake them up? What should I do? But <clears throat> what we're going through right now, it's hard. It sucks. We're here on a Saturday. <laughs> we want to do whatever we want to do. We want to hang out with our families, go to Puerto de Sul, play a video a games. Basketball ball in my front yard. You want to plant, plant a, basket, a basketball hoop? Plant a basketball goal in the front yard. That was a really confusing. Hang out, drink some, <laughs> drink some bush lights, go on a jet ski, play with your dog, see your wife, go to a comedy tour. Okay, so right here is where everybody gets. We need to focus on the purpose. If that, if it's your personal why, if it's helping the team grow, if it's pushing to make more money, helping the company grow, that so you can be in a leadership role, we need to refocus on the long term to get us through these short term Saturdays. Make sense? Mm-hmm. We're we're right smack dab in the middle of it. This is where every single person gets. I like your air guitar. It's pretty Ever. sweet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're good. So, anyways, all I wanted to say is it's hard, but it's very short term. If you can focus on how what we're doing today is going affect to your, affect your life positively in the long term, it's going to carry you through. But if you focus on it's just another day, just got to do 174, you're not going to bring... The passion, the patience, the persistence, or the purpose. So focus on, focus on your why. Focus on something bigger. That's gonna get us, get us through. All right. We've got five, six more weeks. Yeah. You say that every week. You say that. I know. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's, that's why I feel like we're we're in a death trap, a circle. We're just yeah, going in that, circles. You said that five, six weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. That's what. That's what it feels like, doesn't uh, it? I need more like Groundhog Day. <laughs> yeah. Well, I say we have five, six more weeks, but I don't say for what. 
That's why you want. <laughs> you said that every week. <laughs> That's right. Oh. He does. Yeah. <laughs> you guys have anything to add that's helping you? Yeah, hurting Sean, you? Sean got something to add. Everybody's, everybody's tired. Sean's, Sean got his rate right. Yep, got it nailed down. What time is it? 9.19. That's good. You I got a watch. Huh? Oh. You what? You need you a watch. Right, right? Hey, Britt, you just tell what? him. Yeah, you asked what, what time it was. Oh, man. Look, you already got old. We need to meet somebody at 10.30. 10.30. Close their name down. Yeah. 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 I have to spray that guy's on. Are you going to do anything? He doesn't have time. Okay. No, I'm just doing one. The guy say Who I was... Who am I meeting at 10.30? Um, um, the guy say I'll sign up if you come in the morning, so... I'm just gonna do him. Yeah. Today we only doing brochures. Okay. That's a wrap. That's a wrap. That's all we got for you this week. Y'all have a great weekend. Maybe listening to this a little later, so that doesn't really make sense, but have a great rest of your day. Have a great rest of the spring rush. Marketing, sales season, getting out there, busting it. Keep after it, guys. Hop back in with us next week and check in. We'll have more content for you.